Hello and welcome to another Awaken Wednesday on Defy the Norm podcast. Today, Isabel, Gabby, and I are going to talk about what is the big picture in life. We're going to talk a little bit about mindfulness, about consciousness, about just coping through your day and being able to not feel like you're drowning. Uh, the cool thing is we finally launched our app. And so all these things that we're going to talk about today, you can access in our app. If you go to the Google Play Store or the App Store and just look up Nomads with a Purpose, it's there. So I think you're going to really love this uh, conversation that Isabel, Gabby, and I are having about the big picture of what is life all about. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with Nomads with a Purpose. Hello, welcome to an Awaken Wednesday. I hope you missed us last Wednesday. I can't remember where we were. Oh, I had family in town, that's right. And so it was just too much for us to record, but that was um, amazing experience for me to have my family together. And I feel like uh, I sent you spiritual energy, even though we didn't exchange words in our Awaken Wednesday last week. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about, not a little, we're going to talk a lot. We're going to go really deep down the rabbit hole because that's what we do on Awaken Wednesdays and talk about what the big picture of life is. So, hi, you guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Let me bring them in for a second before I ramble for, for a long time. Okay, so real quick backstory. You know, I was 17 when I met Victor. Uh, you know, always athletic, top of my class, things like that. Just kind of good at doing what was expected. And when when I first met Victor, I remember we started working out at uh, Gold's Gym. Like he was already obsessed with lifting weights, and I never really had ever lifted weights. Maybe a couple times in for soccer training, maybe we had to. I quite honestly don't remember. Or maybe for PE, I had to like one week do weight training. Anyways, so we end up dating and spending all our time in Gold's Gym. And so naturally, I became obsessive with him about like eating right. And that was the time of the fat-free diets. And it was ridiculous when I look back and think like, we thought we were healthy because we were eating fat-free hot dogs and red vines because, you know, on red vines, they say fat-free. And so they must be good for you. And I would feel guilty if I ate guacamole. I loved guacamole, but I would feel so guilty if I ate it. And we'd go to San Felipe for uh, spring break and party hard. You know, I'm drinking like pina coladas. But then when I walk past all the little taco shops on the strip, I'd be a, the weird white girl that said, oh, no, no, just just meat and beans, no tortilla and rice. I mean, I look back and like laugh at myself. And think, it's awesome. But if we can't laugh at ourselves, what can we do? So there was this driving force towards, okay, the big picture in life is shredded abs and ripped biceps and things like that. And I got caught up in that for sure. Well, it was, it gave 
one, it gave Victor and I purpose in our relationship. We would get together. What do we do? We go work out. And then it gave us purpose in creating a job. And we started teaching spinning classes and we're personal trainers. And all this stuff is great until you actually start living life and realize um, or have stress really in your life that you can't just work out all the time. You know, you have responsibilities, you have bills to pay, you you end up in a position where uh, working out's great. Well, in Victor's case, he got to a point where true uh, uh, adrenal burnout and you know, he kept working out and just ended up being anxious, depressed, hormone issues, so many. We we've talked about this in other podcasts. So so well, then you can step back and go, well, what is the point? If the point of life isn't just about like appearance, maybe there's more to life than just this. And so at that time, our kids were still fairly young. I'm trying to think in 2010, you guys would have been nine, nine and six. six. And then so Danny was 11. We didn't have, we, we hadn't had our fifth yet. You know, you're in it from an 11 year old to a three year old. You're in the mix of it and you, you have to step back and go like, well, there's more to life than just my physical appearance and how I look. And now I'm starting to touch on there's more to life than just money or how much is in my bank account or how big my house is or how perfectly everything matches in my house. And we start questioning these things. And, you know, it was a process over a decade of me questioning it, reevaluating where our priorities were, where we were spending our money, how we were making our money, where our time was going, and simultaneously, my kids growing up and questioning these same things. And, you know, for them at 20 and 17 to have this conversation right now, what we're about to have is pretty powerful that they understand that there's this point of life called consciousness that so many people are still struggling on the money side of it or just the um, approval and affirmation side of like, like, look, look at how good I look. You should like me just because I look so good. And that's, this is hard. This is a hard topic. It's a hard thing to break away from. So let's start with the very simplest step of like, what if something's triggering your your mind to think like there's more than just this. There's more than my paycheck. There's more than just what I look like. You know, Isabel, start us off with like this basic steps of mindfulness because you talk about it a lot. How, you know, you you're super social. It, she was a very social kid, so easy to get along with. But it was hard as a mom seeing people kind of push her away because she was questioning the. Uh, which is, being what, different just question, in general being different, questioning the cattiness of girls like girls in high school age they're just can be not all are but can be so catty and so you question it and you started to find this deeper purpose and we we say that you found it through mindfulness even though i know you're more yeah. conscious than just mindful we want to so you talk about the mindfulness part and then gabby can go a layer deeper and like how we evolve from just this mindfulness aspect to what consciousness is yeah i mean so in general as i was growing up when before we moved into an rv i was very much i think you'd say an independent kid where i would i love to hang out with my sister and stuff but i'd always just do I'd always end tend towards whatever made me happy and doing whatever, especially creative things. So I'd end up being fine just doing whatever creative hobbies on my own. And I'm three years younger than uh, than Gabby. So often I would end up when I did hang out with friends, it would usually be people who are her age and hanging out with her friends. And so that was fine for a while. And it usually was always 
fun. And I totally would just go along with them. But as we got older, especially when they started getting into high school years, I think, and I was more in middle school, I started noticing how, as I, as, as someone who just wanted to do their own thing, like, what are they talking about? Why do they care about, they're now talking about these peers and what they're going to wear to school tomorrow. And they're going to, they're overthinking what they're going to say to this person. And I'm just over here thinking, why, why is this so important? Why aren't you, why are we getting caught up in this? And so through those years, and then especially as we moved into an RV, I was just so confused by it all. And I was just trying to be able to keep up with them and trying to think, okay, well, I'm supposed to fit in. Well, I, or else I won't be part of the group. If I don't get with them, then I'm going to be rejected. Then I'm going to be rejected. I'm not going to be hanging out with anyone. And there were times definitely where I was like, you know what? I'm calling it quits for the day. I'm walking out of the room quite often, but still there's that desire, you know, to be like all kids to be part of a group, to have friends. So for a while I was just trying to stick with that. And then slowly as I traveled more and I learned more like about being mindful there's this slow realization that crept up on me that was like why why are even more that was just like a louder alarm of why are we doing this why why are we talking about this why does it serve us this doesn't I don't even feel good right now being by these people being someone I'm not pretending to know the gossip and pretending to care about what he said she said they said oh my god did you hear that this happened and so it just ended up transforming me over the years and I thought it was it's very crazy to go through that slow realization and how it can kind of be not scary necessarily but um a little bit a little bit scary in a way because as you become more mindful or at least for me and being in that scenario of <laughs> it's like uh, waking up you're like um you feel like you're surrounded by different people. You're like, what do I do? Do I leave this group? Do I stay with them? If I leave, what if I'm like, what if I'm alone? And so to become more mindful over the years and to step out of that is definitely something that was scary at first, but the inner mindfulness that was higher in me, the inner self that knew more was like, just do it. And it was crazy to see how much that changed things when I finally chose to step away from that and not care. Yeah, I was, I'm reading the book Dream Yoga right now, and I liked them. Um, I actually just read this this morning, when, which you're talking about how we have this really uncomfortable pendulum swing in our, I guess you could say it's an awakening process, but awakening could just be like any process of being purposeful in your life and making, becoming the hero of your own journey, okay? So that's your awakening process, but going from that, a sleep to awake process is uncomfortable because in the book I was just reading, he's the he used the line of um, being asleep in a spiritual sense means to be unaware of your unawareness, and we stay in that because it's comfortable. Because in the process of becoming aware of your unawareness, your ego becomes um, protective because the ego does not like to feel ignorant. And if you're aware of your unawareness, that means you're ignorant, right? And in, in that ignorance, the body's innate tendency is to feel afraid in anything that we don't know. And ignorance is that which, which we don't know. So going from that spectrum of like allowing yourself to embrace, I'm uncomfortable because I don't know. And like when you're, what you're talking about with like being, um, just going with the crowd and fitting in with friends and stuff, it's, it might be like uncomfortable, but you, but it's a known uncomfortable 
so you embrace it and so having having to step away from that is actually more uncomfortable and mm-hmm. scary than staying with the the discomfort that you don't know or the it's not even it's not really fear but yeah that discomfort you don't know so i think that that's really the big process of of what we're all trying to face in our self growth journeys is to i mean it's over it recurs over and over again of having to embrace the fear of living with ignorance in order to start becoming your best self. Yeah. That's why I can laugh about the hot dogs and the red vines is because at that time, if somebody had said like, you are eating the completely wrong foods, my ego would have stepped in big. No, no, no. You don't understand. I know this. I know like there's, there was absolutely this time in my life. And I still every so often confront it that it's, that knowingness, that, that, that defense mechanism is so strong to be like, don't tell me I don't know. And I feel like over time, I've gotten way better about what if, you know, that's why I defy the norm. But like, let's just question everything. What if we're totally wrong? We say it all the time about the state of the world. Like, what if, what if we're wrong? What if, you know, what if these other people that are saying this are right? Let's, let's play that out. And having that Uh, willingness is one of the levels of consciousness that's so important because we talked about this in the map of consciousness. And if our goal, we go from say, you know, acceptance, approval, well, really it's that, that we feel shame maybe in that in order to overcome that shame, we're trying to get approval. And then we get to this point that, you know, we're, we're scared. We have we have fear and then we get past that and maybe we're feeling a little bit brave and we're ready to like, all right, uh, our egos get kind of inflated when we're brave too. Like we know I've been there many times, often. All right. I know this. The difficulty is that when you step into courage, you're actually only like 20, a 20 scale difference from pride. And so we'll get courageous and then we'll get prideful. Then we'll get courageous. Then we go down to pride. Then we go. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you have to mindfulness really can step in right there to catch your ego and go, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Why am I, I'm trying to justify based on an external validation instead, like what Isabel's trying to talk about is she had this ability to step back just into her own true self and go, wait, this, this creativity is what makes me happy. I don't want to live vicariously through other people's drama. I want to stay true to what, what sparks joy inside of me and the balance that I need in my life. And so you go past that point of pride and courage and you go to acceptance. And that acceptance is what I think a lot of us are, well, I notice it in the world in general, the things I'll post on Instagram right now, where we're kind of realizing, you know, last year is more about, no, 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 this life matters or that life matters or this, this, this color, I'm, I'm blue, I'm red, I'm purple, I'm yellow, I'm blue, whatever it is, that's the ego fighting for that's going between pride and courage, courage to speak out, but pride to defend our ego. And then we step up a step higher. And all of a sudden we go acceptance. And I notice that right now I on Instagram on the feed, everyone's kind of getting better about like, hey, let's just yeah, you do you I'll do me, we'll find a way to make it work, right? Don't you yeah, guys start to sure. sense that? Um, and I'm going to interject with, this is my piece, like, yeah. a tangent, but since we're talking about, you know, why mindfulness matters, I'm going to ask a hard question. What do you guys think is, this is what they ask at the end of the way forward, so I'm just mm. going to, like, take a line from, uh, 
Alex Zach's book. And what is what is really? I think people lose sight of this, which is why I mention it. Why are we really here? What is the point of life? Well, I oh this hard one. Let's see. I uh, might answer this differently next week, but simplest terms because. When your dad and I uh, hit heads on a regular basis about things like this, I really might feel like self-growth is the purpose of it. Like it's to sound really spiritual juju. I'm just consciousness trying to upgrade. And so when I tell myself, like, I am just consciousness trying to experience, experience life with as much joy and happiness and up level, like I, uh, I don't want to carry my same baggage through whether it's to a next life, like I don't want to end with the same baggage I started with. And, Mm -hmm. and so to me, it's about, um, well, really it's just enjoying as enjoying fully every day. However, that's not possible because every single day your ego steps in and messes it up or your conditioning messes it up. But every time I can break free, it's like, I feel like there's all these strands holding me down in life. And every day I'm trying to snip one strand away. Like we're going to go rock climbing. I'm going to be scared to go on lead. And then I'm going to like pump myself up and I'm going to, okay, I can do this. I can lead snip. There's one fear strand broken today. Maybe next time it doesn't reattach, but I do notice those strands tend tend to reattach. So I think with that in mind, that because I think sometimes some people, maybe not everyone get like sidetracked by the idea of why does the map of consciousness matter? Well, we have to understand kind of what the goal is in the grand scheme of our life. Now, granted, some people have a different interpretation of what their life should be, but I think as a general overall idea, most of us can agree on the fact that one, we're here to grow into our highest selves in this life, and two, we should enjoy our life, but not in the way that we should just, it's literally what what the book happier is all about you have to have future happiness and present happiness but we're also in a way um and you might disagree with this but life is also kind of a karmic opportunity right it's kind of what you're saying we are the opportunity to overcome karmas or for if we don't want to use the word karma just our our baggage like you're talking about overcoming these programmings of fear general general fear fear is the antithesis of what life's um, expansive possibility is of, of love and light and joy now i wasn't always though on that like if you had asked me when you guys were born what i thought the point of life was it was way more to uh, honestly i don't even know if i could have even said a sentence for what i thought because i was so on automatic i thought right, you were unaware if, of your unawareness oh, totally i thought that it was that well, I know in my root, it was about love because mm-hmm. I really loved your dad and I loved feeling like I wanted my own kids to have a connection with because I felt like I was missing that in my own childhood. I didn't really feel like connected to anybody. I felt so alone. And so I built up this love armor of six people that just loved me so much. And then fear sneaks. It sneaks in so easily because then you're so afraid of loss. You're so afraid of, um, like actually losing a child or losing your spouse that you start making bad decisions, thinking that you can Um, that there's some external thing out there. I remember overreacting to go to doctors for like little ear infections. Now, if you guys had that, I'd probably just be like, eh, give it three or four days. You'll be fine. Rub some dirt on it. You'd probably say, it's a download coming through from the universe. So, (laughs) but I was so scared all the time. And then 
really, I was so scared until after Dry was born. So scared, everything. Then I was scared about validation. Like if my house wasn't as good as the, my neighbor's house or or other friend's house, I'd feel like so, um, I really would just beat myself up. Like I'm a failure in life because I don't have the best house possible. And then I'd start to catch myself in mindfulness. Like, wow, why are these thoughts coming through my head? Why do I care what my house looks like? This does not bring me joy. And then you start doing things that bring you joy. And then it's easy to like, I'm, uh, change that thought process and go, yeah, that was dumb. Um, I mean, even like today we should look at that person's RV and I look at it and go, wow, that's so cool. But you know what? That doesn't bring me that much joy. It would be cool in theory, but I probably don't care that much about prioritizing that in my life. Not that other people can't. Then you go a step further of like money. Like, so you, you're afraid of loss then you're afraid of validation or not getting validation. And then you're afraid of running out of money. This, this concept all the time of like, oh my gosh, what if, what if I zero out my bank account? Like you literally, your brain jumps to like that. Everybody's just going to starve and die instantly. If your bank account dropped to zero, Mm -hmm. I think this is the feeling. And so I remember starting to, to test that, to be like, hmm, let me see. Like, I think it did help too that we had that bankruptcy because it re- literally made us drop to zero in a way and start over. And it made me rethink money in a different way. So who knows, that could be, it. but you do fear of loss, fear of validation or fear of rejection, I guess. And fear of scarcity, scarcity. It is absolutely what, what did drive me through my day and to protect myself from those three fears was the most important thing at one point. It is something that definitely it's one of those strands that reform every so often. And then I'm like, Oh, how do I cut this strand? Yeah. I feel like a lot of uh, this, this is going to be quite, uh, I'm going to try not to make it a tangent. So if I'm going too long, just tell me, (laughs) but I feel like a lot of it has to do with, um, especially it's like, what is the point of it all? What is, why should we be mindful? is that in like, what is the purpose of life has a lot to do with we're like on this planet and we get stuck and shifted into the negative mindset of human doing. And it's all about learning to come back to a uh, human being. And so like life in a way, it's going to be a weird metaphor, I guess, but life is like a mountain or hiking, I think. And I think that's probably has to do with why I have such a good understanding now of like why mindfulness is so important with the amount we've hiked. Um, But it's like, you're starting life and you're at the bottom of a mountain and you have people with you and everyone says, you got to take this trail or this trail or this trail. And you probably go along with them at first and you're hiking up the mountain and you get stuck in the mindset of you're reluctant at first, especially because you're a new hiker. You don't know what you're going to like it. You just feel exhausted. Your feet hurt. You don't know what, why the heck are we going to the top of this mountain? Like I, it's hot. It's I'm uncomfortable. But then as you slowly go up, you start to realize and you stop focusing on the doing part and the reaching there. And you get to this moment where you realize wow, look at where I am. Look at how beautiful it is. Look at the trees. Look at all these things. And you know what? This isn't serving me to hike with this group. So I'm going to go be a trailblazer and take my own trail. And I'm going to just enjoy my experience of going up this mountain because why would I turn around? Like some people will turn around and go back down the mountain because it's too hard, but then you're just going to live with regret. So might as well hike to the top of the mountain, enjoy the process. And eventually as you hike up this mountain and reach higher mindfulness, you realize that there's a whole mountain line, a mountain ridge line more 
uh, to seek afterwards, but it's more about just you realize that I'm going to enjoy this experience and eventually I'm going to get to the top and look how beautiful it is. It's true. A lot of people get stuck on that first mountain and don't realize that there's a thousand more mountain peaks that if they just learned how to uh, enjoy the process on that first one. And, you know, when you're hiking those trails and all those government signs that say, please stay on trail that have brainwashed you, that it's going to be so horrible for the environment and you're a bad person if you hike off trail. <laughs> See, that's the flaw right there. I'm not saying like that we should go destroy all the plants and stuff, but metaphorically, we are told stay on trail. This is the way you're supposed to go. And realistically, a lot of trails, you could go off trail and get there and enjoy the process much better. And so we do have to question. We have to question all those signs and forks in the road and um, the messaging that we're receiving. Yeah. And so I think that's, that helps people get a good idea of like, you know, that's kind of the grand scheme we're going for here. We're going for trying to be human beings who are enjoying our lives and also growing at the same time. But how do you grow through those things? Yeah. And I think that's where our app comes in because it, like mindfulness is such a broad subject with thousands and, or dozens and th- hundreds and thousands of different minute, different ways that we have to, over, different poss- um sorry, different situations we have to overcome in our life and it's not easy it's very uncomfortable and things are going to recur and things are going to come come back in different ways and you're going to have to typically face the same emotions over and over and over again until you finally overcome them and then once you overcome that emotion and that difficulty you're going to be faced with another emotional situation which is something unexpected that you didn't see coming then you're going to have to go through that process too yeah yes so Let's go back to um, the consciousness one, because sometimes that provides an easy framework for what we're working through. So just say you're, you know, if you're listening, there's a good chance you're already at willingness consciousness. You you're, you have an open mind. You can't, it's pretty hard to not have an open mind and listen to us, because if you had a closed mind, you'd probably stop listening many, many times, episodes again. Okay, so willingness. So we get to willingness and we're, or sorry, I should say acceptance. Most people, I think, if they're listening to this podcast, are somewhere between acceptance and willingness. And I always think about, okay, if I wanted to get, if I did want to care about my physical quotient, get leaner, real easy, up your protein, up your healthy fats, cut your carbs, simple. It's a framework. Well, what do we, Gabby, you can probably add to this. What what do we do? What's the difference from acceptance to willingness? And do you remember what's right above willingness? Uh, reason or am I missing one? No, there might be might have, it might be love then reason. I can't. Okay. I don't have it on me. I can't. So I think of what is combining what Isabel said. There's this be and this do. Now we are all naturally busy people. Like we, the three of us, extremely busy. We do do do, and every so often we stop, maybe once, twice, three times a day to just be. And when you when you have that space of just being, I think that's where that transition comes in most easily. That's where you receive that uh, upgrade. That's where you get that higher frequency. The more vibration is actually in being and not doing. You stop and you get to vibrate higher. Your cells vibrate higher. And then when they do, you can move from like, okay, acceptance. Yeah. Like you do you. I accept who I am. You find that space in yourself. And then you can be to the next like willingness. Okay. I'm willing. I'm willing to... Um, let go of some of these fears. I'm willing 
to put myself out there and expose my vulnerabilities to the world and improve the world. Yeah, you see, I think, that's what we're trying to do on this app is help people yes. in that transition. I think it's another one of those things where it's like Buddhism. You're trying to find the middle path because um, we need to like accept and be willing and just embrace this love. And we need that typically kind of first because so many people are just tired and exhausted and stressed in their lives. that They don't even have enough beingness, <laughs> beingness to have the energy for the next for the other side of the spectrum was which is action boundaries like planning vision um taking the hard step saying the hard thing that needs to be said um right don't you agree that so you got these two ends of the spectrum that have to be like a yin and yang that we're kind of have to work on it in one side and the other side simultaneously for sure um you know we talk about dharma um we talk about i I talk about bhavana, dharma's similar. Similar, say it's your purpose, your your life purpose. Like why why are you here? And Gabby asked that hard question. Why am I here? Well, yes, in a way, like I'm supposed to experience life, and so there's that element of doing, but and being. But there's also like we talk about your natal chart. Everyone really does have their own little niche. Uh, you know, for mine, it's integrity and wisdom to be able to step into a leadership role. It wouldn't be enough. I really wouldn't be. It's the means at which you work through the enjoyment of life. Yes, I could sit in my car and drive all across the U.S. and hike every day, but it wouldn't be impactful enough for while I would still be maintaining my own experience, I'd be enjoying life. It wouldn't be enough. I don't think it would actually bring happiness and fulfillment if I wasn't impacting the world because that's it. And you don't even, yeah, so I was actually just writing a caption on this this morning. Everyone has a purpose. And I think what's confusing is that sometimes the people that you're hearing the purpose from, that you're hearing this from, like you, for example, it's absolutely in your natal chart and your numerology. And like, I know enough about you to be like, yeah, your soul was meant to lead in a way. But sometimes your purpose is smaller. It's not necessarily to lead. And, and so then I think people get confused in the way that, well, my life is not meaningful. I'm not meant to lead. I'm not, I'm not built to be a leader. But that's not what purpose is about. Purpose isn't for everyone being, about, being a leader. Right. So let's shoot your dad is a good example. He is not. He's not. He's more of a healer. And so that's where I was going to say you have to, to, to up-level yourself. It's a function of embracing whatever that little purpose is. And sometimes the natal chart is actually the easiest way to look. I look at his all the time. He's kind. People like him. He's a healer. He, And that's an amazing role to play in the world. But how does someone, like, how does he step into that while still feeling, while not being stuck in a trap of those lower consciousness of shame and fear? It's about sometimes your willingness or your acceptance and all those things come from your natal chart in seeing, Oh, I need to embrace, say his, I need to fully embrace myself as a healer, as, um, a conduit for other people to, uh, you know, work on their own self growth and then not be trapped in that shame triad or that anger or that, ego right yeah. do you guys follow me oh I, yes i totally do i think I, at least i think i'm following you <laughs> um but i think the biggest thing is too is that especially nowadays it's so hard to keep 
we're naturally, as a society, as these p- human doings that we've been raised to be, it's so hard to stay aligned with our third eye and see this big picture. And so it's so hard when we get into this. We work so hard to just be in high consciousness and stay mindful and be aligned with our purpose. But eventually we get to a point every now and then where we fall. We get into a neg- we get caught in negativity. We get exhausted. We feel pride. We feel ego. We feel unfulfilled. And so I always hate, I've come to uh, get really annoyed at this phrase, but I know deep down that is so true because it's just because people say it so often is that trust the process. And so many people say this, trust the process, whether it's spiritually or just about a work, uh, work a thing you have to do. But it's so important that sometimes we get caught up again in that human doing and we get caught in negativity and we're trying to remember to be mindful and we just need to remember to, hey, it's not about the destination, it's the journey, and just trust the process that you're doing everything right. There's no, there's not one way to get to the top of the mountain that is this lifetime. As After all, like, you can get from up the mountain in any way possible, just keep moving forward. And I think that's a big one, and the way to do that is through always pursuing create, create and learn. And I think that's a really big one because we... Can, the reason we get stuck in neg- in those negative moments is because we and forget to be mindful is that we um, we get just exhausted. But the thing that can get us back to it is so simple: is just remembering to create or to learn. So either expand your mind or harness your creati- creative energy. And I really think our app is going to help people do that because we're giving them all the way to these different ways in which they can learn and create, or both at the same time, and. <laughs> that was good. That Sorry. was good. Yes. Be creative. I didn't want to go too long on a tangent. And so I was like, I should just wrap up there. Yeah. <laughs> and Isabel knows like her, her life path is creativity and confidence. And by just, so for her, she sees how much it's important. She was very lucky to pick that up at 13 or 14 years old, that as long as I'm being creative and I feel confident in my sense of self through, through this, it, uh, it balances her out. Um, Gabby, uh, do you want to add something from that, uh, from dream yoga about Dharma to wrap it up or do we yeah, cover most my, of it? My, I think, I think that'll be a conversation for a separate day. one. Cause that goes a little It'll bit go deeper. A little deeper. <laughs> okay. Big picture. Let's summarize in simple steps. The big picture, the big picture, the biggest picture is that in order to raise your consciousness, you need to be aligned with your true self. Now you can find that true self through lots of mindfulness, a lot of quiet time reflecting, a lot of creativity, a lot of um, exposure to different scenarios. You can put yourself in the world in different ways and through mindfulness, being aware of this feels good, this doesn't feel good, this emotion is triggered like this. That's, That's one step. That's one path. I like to say that the easier way is to go and download your natal chart and get some insight into it because it's part. Yeah. They yeah. can go I different think, ways. Yeah. Um, that's, that's another layer. It's I'm more obviously a logical, like, Oh, let's reverse engineer everything. And so that's another way. Another way is to start simple with your numerology and be like, okay, so if it's, if you're on a creativity and confidence path, well, you're going to need to add more creativity. If you're on an integrity and wisdom path, you're probably going to need to sit and reflect on your thoughts a little bit more and try to connect dots and like, why is what's just obvious to me, not necessarily obvious to somebody I care about? Um, 
Gabby's is trust. So catching like, okay, she knows this stuff, but she, she, she has to let go a little bit and embrace other, other people's, um, ideas and know that they, um, she doesn't go it alone. She does a good job of that with, with, uh, her family. She's not doing it alone, even though she can lead the lead an amazing route today. She gets to do that. She doesn't get to do that alone because Isabel's belaying her. Um, so th there's that biggest, biggest picture of imagine what it feels like to be living in alignment with this purpose that, uh, that is free of worrying about scarcity, worrying about what people think of you, worrying about validation or, 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 or no fear of loss. Now, that's easy to say, but if you have kids, you know that uh, you, you don't want, you couldn't even fathom what it would be like to lose one of them. So finding that balance is going to be, you know, really your big picture. Your big picture is like, how do I step into letting go, trusting, while at the same time having this feeling of protectiveness, right? And, and guidance and encouragement and love and acceptance for them. Okay. So there's, that is, is the big picture. Now you only can do those things by doing the very small steps of self-care, of being healthy. Like if you have bad gut health, you have brain fog. If you have uh, a ton of inflammation and you have trouble moving your body, if you are struggling with di actual disease, diabetes, heart disease, high cholesterol, all of those, any of those medications that you're having to take for those, all of that is going to take away from your potential to tap into these bigger things. So that's why on the app, we, when we decide to start it, we're like, well, can we just talk about consciousness and spirituality? And we're like, well, we really can't because there's this foundation of health that has to be established. Uh, if you don't think like leaky gut is leaky brain, that that's going to limit your potential to experience life to the fullest. Um, did I cover all the, you know, we don't care about, you don't have to like have ripped abs or, or big biceps, things like that. It's a function more of like feeling good in your body, feeling whatever feeling... puts you at your highest human experience. Yeah. So I think big picture Obviously on the app, we're going for this, like everyone being able to step into their purpose, live, live in alignment with their highest self. And then we walk backwards through it, like through meditation, through mindfulness journaling, through chakra healing, through uh, nutrition and balancing your hormones and getting your gut health in back on track and being able to have fun with your movement. Like, yeah, if you love the gym, great, go work out. Victor would love to take you through workouts. But if you don't love the gym, you don't need to go to the gym. Just get outside. Move your body every day. Yep. And uh, you guys can download the app for free on both Google Play and the App Store. And like she said, we got, we have different modules. We have workout module, nutrition module, mindfulness module, and we have live live stream classes that um, that will that we do multiple times a week. Um, we're gonna be doing new moon ceremonies. We have a new moon coming up, I think, on the eighth of August, which is kind of a ways from now, but we're excited because we haven't yes. gotten to stream one yet. We've been we do them we did them in the past on YouTube, but we're excited to do them in person with people. And yeah, we really provide everything you need to really revolutionize your human experience. Hey, because you're worth it. Okay, don't forget that. Tell yourself all day, 
I'm worth it. I'm worth joy, freedom, liberation from emotional trauma, all of our programming. We're going to be going deeper and deeper as if we're not going deep enough, but on the app, we're going to be really going deeper and deeper into this, the energy healing sphere. All right. That's a wrap for today. Love you guys. Thanks. Thanks.